afternoon, Gwen. Good afternoon, Emily. What are we going to be doing today? I'm sitting in your kitchen and you've got yes. a bit of a plan for us. Yes, we live in Germany. It's Christmas time. What's more Christmassy than Glühwein? Yeah. Also known as Maldwein yes. or Glug yeah. or many other things. Many other names. Um, so what we've got is a big selection of stuff to make white and red mulled Glühwein. Awesome. And uh, we're going to try to follow recipes or follow recipes or not follow recipes that we've looked up online. And the stuff that we have out on the table... Uh, we have some oranges, some lemons, some limes, cloves, cardamom, cinnamon, vanilla, bay leaves, star anise, nutmeg, um, white wine, red wine, and, and, and a ton of spirits, which we'll get to later, later on. Yeah. Oh, and a selection of sugars and sweeteners. So yes. We've got some honey, some white caster sugar, some brown sugar, and some uh, muscovado sugar. Exactly. You're going to hear us chopping and... Uh, spooning around with the wooden spoons we'll see how the glue vine uh glue vine competition goes um, it may or may not be successful we'll see me too oh well let's get started then all right so i'm going to attempt to make a red glue vine or glue vine or mold wine with red wine and i'm going to make one with white wine so i'm using some riesling and potentially some leftover Gewürz. Put a squeeze of Gewürz in there at any opportunity. <laughs> I figure, you know, we've got some left over and fuck it. The Gewürz for me lives on. Yes, forever. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the Lazarus of mulled wines. So not a lot of people uh, maybe would have dried white, mulled white wine. So, but yeah. I've definitely, I've had a few. Yeah, me too. And I, I quite like it because it's a bit, it tends to be a bit fresher. I think for mine, I definitely don't want it to be too sweet, I think. Okay. When I have mulled wine, when they're too sickly. I'm going to follow um, Jamie Oliver's suggested mulled wine recipe, which is using um, Italian red wine. So very nicely organised here. Some Montepulciano <laughs> di Bruzzo. Demeter certified, though. I know. I did From... try to stick to buyer, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though I was doing supermarket buys. Because you shouldn't yeah. use the fancy stuff for yeah. this. Uh, Villa San Giorgio is the producer. And then... Um, Tweaking the recipe slightly because it says clementines here. We're going to use oranges instead. Lemon, lime, caster sugar. Potentially might swap that out too with some clove, cinnamon, bay leaf, nutmeg, vanilla and star anise. So it's more sort of typical classic mulled wine recipe, I guess. But um, yeah, willing to see how this shows up. And I think, it turns out. think the one I've been using or was looking at is called the the Mosul style Glühwein, probably just because it's white and it's, and it's Riesling. Riesling. But I'm going off road on this too with the Gewurztraminer, and I might I'm going to have a sniff and see if I can sneak some Tonka in there because I love a bit of Tonka. Okay, cool. So you're going to go a little bit more, and you're just going to use the rough guidelines and then yeah. <laughs> Gwen Gwen style it, and I'm going to I'm going to stick to the rules a little bit. All right, perfect. Okay, so let's. Shall we start? Like, let's do it. Let's get some so, chopping on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna peel my um, my citrus fruits at the moment with this lovely little peeler here. So I'm gonna. It says to to take large uh, sections of the peel. Oh, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I don't. How have do you get the the peel off the the lime? This one's actually very much should more. Should I use a knife? Yeah, that looks. I don't know what's happening there. That's like flaking away. Some lime flakes. My instructions are very loose and wild. It's just heat the wine and sugar. St- I don't really feel like st- oh, studying orange this slices. Is this is this is this is the one. 
studying orange slices with the cloves and then adding the orange oh, yeah. slices. Yeah, cinnamon, all spice, which I couldn't find. But I did get pods. And then you just simmer it. So. Okay. All right. I'm going to. I guess I, mean, I this have is to embarrassing how this is going. <laughs> Be thankful my phone's being used to record because we get some good photos. Some terrible photos of this. I'll take a picture of the aftermath. <laughs> So I'm guessing I should do these slices thick enough to like stick the cloves in the around the outside. I don't want to go too clovey. I mean, I mean I'm not, is... <laughs> it's a bit painful watching my friend <laughs> sitting over there to those lines. <laughs> it oh, honestly, it's like you could have peeled it off better with your tweets. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's. Hilarious. I know, I don't think I'll be applying for a bartending job anytime soon. I mean, to be fair, it's probably not yeah. your fault. Would you like a lime twist? With, yeah, it's definitely the lime's fault <laughs> and the peeler's and fault. The peeler's it's not fault, the technique. Maybe. It's quite hilarious. We can I mean, I don't take a photo of the lime at the end of this if it's not going inside the recipe. <laughs> Here it says with a speed peeler. I don't know what that is, but this definitely it doesn't seem like it is one. It's like the anti-embarrassing. What's going on over oh. there? I'm shaking out some of these cloves. I mean, actually, this is... I mean, it says large sections of peel as well. I mean, does that count as large sections of peel? Because... <laughs> it looks... <laughs> it looks like like bits of... It's like green onion now. <laughs> so you can mull all kinds of things. You can also mull cider. You can mull apple juice for the, those of you that don't drink alcohol that probably aren't listening. But if you have mates that are coming round that aren't drinkers, this is actually a really nice alternative to just giving them juice. We can have something a little fancier. What, can... What's that, sorry? The mulled apple juice? Yeah, mulled apple juice or, I mean, you can mull yeah. anything. And this is actually quite fun putting these cloves in the orange. If you have children, you can put them to work. Okay, so we're making progress with the lemons here. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just like a sad lime that you had there. I think limes are harder to peel. I mean, I'm they do sure. have tougher skin. Not, it just says stud the orange slices with cloves. So I mean, I'm hoping that I haven't gone. They're looking really good. I mean, they're definitely looking a lot neater than my prep work over here. <laughs> I think I'll be getting a job mulling wine anytime soon. So my citrus is uh, um, peeled here. So I've just done uh, oranges, two oranges, lemon, and attempted lime. Uh, and I've made it through. Hashtag attempted lime. It sounds like the crime, like, and I have attempted lime. <laughs> now I have to, um, my next instruction is to put the sugar in a large saucepan, which I have the large saucepan just nicely here, over a medium heat with pieces of the peel, squeeze in the clementine juice, I'm squeezing in my orange juice, adding in my peel, and then I've got to make a decision on my sugar. That's the, tr the tough bit, because they're just sort of like add sugar or sweetener to taste. I've got a specific amount okay. here. Mine is 200 grams I've got. Mine's not really like that. But I'm also thinking we have some really lovely um, elderflower cordial syrup that was made by Lucas's mum in Austria. And I think it, sounds pretty, it smells pretty delicious, and I think it's going to work with this. So I think instead of honey or sugar, I might use the elderflower that's a great idea. Because I think it's going to be sweet enough. I was thinking maybe I should trade up to a little bit of a... To the brown sugar Yeah, maybe a little dark... And maybe just do a bit of, and then see. Yeah. Because I think there's nothing worse than if it's too sweet. We don't want, we don't want to get drunk and have diabetes. After one mulled wine session. <laughs> just like slip into a coma. <laughs> I'm stuffing... Putting orange in the pan. It's been cloved. 
I'm gonna slice up some lemon and stick it in there too. Yours have much better instructions. Mine's just like chop it and throw it in. So this is Jamie Oliver, he's very organized. Do you squeeze juice into yours? Too? Yeah, really, just with my <laughs> just very with your bare hands. Yeah. Alright, I might do the same then. But maybe I should put a bit of lime in mine too. So I'm actually gonna go for three different types of sugar. I'm really going off feast here. Hopefully Jamie Oliver approves. <laughs> and a little bit of the, the white sugar there. Right. So I've got all that in. I think you're just supposed to stick a stick in. I'm gonna like kind of follow your recipe. What's he saying? Okay, so I've got my citrus, I've got my juice, my peels, and my sugar in. All right, in there, and I'm about to put it on the heat. All right, I'm also. Yours looks much juicier than mine, which yeah, is that's giving me like anxiety. But I th why? <laughs> see, let's see how it goes. Then it says so. I've got to heat it up. Put the sugar over a large pan over a medium heat. Heat. Add the piece of peel and squeeze in the juice. So we need to get onto the onto the stove, and then we need to start adding our spices. I'm gonna pour in some elderflower syrup now. Yeah, so yours will look juicier now as well because you've got the syrup. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna put in a bit of honey because I like honey. We're gonna put on our citrus fruit, and we will be back in a bit. Yeah, I mean, something's definitely, there's some definitely some sugar burning on the stove top there, but luckily I don't think it's coming from our pan, so we're all good. Um, so now I've, I've started to smell all the citrus coming out, which is nice. And I'm going to add in the bay leaves. So it says three fresh bay leaves, but I'm actually using four dried bay leaves, uh, six cloves and a cinnamon stick. So I'm putting them in now into my base, which is nice. 10 to 12 gratings of nutmeg. Let's find a grater. Perfect side of that. So if you haven't got a little tiny grater, just use a normal cheese grater. That's what we're doing, just on the, the little finer side. So the one, two. And I'm going to pop in a few star anise into mine. Are you using nutmeg for yours, Gwen? Yes, also. I can just pop that there for you. I've got nutmeg in there, and then vanilla is the next. Yep. Is got this where you're maybe going for the tonka beans instead well, of I might, vanilla? Or? I think I might do both. I'm just going to go crazy. We're going to... I'm going all the way with this thing. We also have ginger if you want it. Did you scrape your cinnamon before putting it in or just... No, are you supposed to do that? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, I'm, po I'm popping in a stick. It smells like marmalade, it smells great. Okay, so I've just halved my vanilla pot. Sorry. That's the nutmeg going into mine. So the vanilla pod is now in there half lengthways and um, just to throw it in it says. Alright, I'm doing the same with mine. Slicing it. Boop, boop, boop. It's going in. It's going a little too rapidly for me. I'm turning mine way down. It's starting to smell like mulled wine. So here we go. So um, all the spices are in here now. And then my next instruction is to pour enough red wine to cover the sugar. I'm tossing in some cardamom seeds into mine. I don't know. I didn't really measure that. I mean, this could all go horribly. Cardamom's a great idea, I think, for um for white for, and for the, if you're yeah. adding some desserts in there with the elderflower, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So I'm just added a touch of the muscovado sugar in there just to. It smells there. delicious. I'm excited. I'm gonna put in a little bit of tonka now. I'm not gonna do too much because I think it can overpower quickly. Okay, and then I'm about to add some red wine to mine because it says to just add enough to cover the sugar. And um, 
then I have to wait for the for the um, for the sugar to dissolve. Oh, it smells really good. Mine smells like a hot cross bun. Mmm. Get in there and smell it. Look. Oh, with some this. Yours is definitely a lot spicier than mine, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I've also put in like shit ton of cloves. Yeah, the cloves are very, very strong. And the citrus, you're getting a lot more. But I think that's partially due to the elderflower. I think that helps. Do you think so? Yeah, I think yours is going to be sweeter. Maybe. Maybe. Oh but, oh, but you only did the cordial and no sugar. I did cordial and a little honey. You've got sugar going in. <laughs> I think you know, sugar for yours isn't a bad thing. Because yeah. I mean, I, don't, I haven't tried that for red, red wine. wine. Yeah, we didn't try our wines before, actually. Because, like I said, I just popped to the supermarket yesterday and bought two inexpensive wines. So mine's already bubbling because, of course, I didn't need sugar to... So you put a bit in. <laughs> the sugar is just going... <laughs> it's going wild. She's got all the sugars in there. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> going to be sweet, hopefully. So, yeah, I've got to wait for the sugar to dissolve now, and then I'm adding all of my wine, and I'm boiling it for about five minutes. Okay. That's what it says. I'm going to do the same. So I'm going to grab some wine. I'm going to use some leftover Gewürztraminer. And I'll use a bottle of Riesling too. That sounds good. So yours is an aromatic mulled wine. Yes. Okay. Bloop. That's one. I mean, it's difficult with red wine to see if the sugar is... Because um... you won't really know until you've like put the other stuff in, right? No. I wonder if I should taste it with a spoon. I mean, it's pretty... Oh, it's pretty sweet. Did you just drink it out of the bottle? <laughs> Sorry, that was just funny. <laughs> I love that you did a natural thing, which is like, oh, I'm going to take a sip of this drink. Well, I wish that we'd have that on video. Warm, warm Riesling out of the bottle. Tastes good. Tastes like warm Riesling. Yeah. <laughs> Mine really tastes like little sultanas almost, but there isn't mm. any in Because you don't want to like leave it to boil for too long. Otherwise you get rid of all the alcohol and you want to definitely keep that. So weirdly, the star anise is not into the method. Oh, maybe not in yours, but it's up to you. Yeah, but it's, it's on the thing. I might put one in now. You can do whatever you like. Did you put star anise in yours? I put heaps of star anise in mine. Yeah. So I think now I've got my, my sugar's definitely uh, melted down, dissolved into it. So I'm going to add all my wine as well. <laughs> also having a wee sip out of the neck. It's not bad. I mean, I didn't want to buy horrible stuff. I think it's that's the fun. I think that's the balance, right? When you're... Yeah. And every recipe did tend to say Italian reds. It did, yeah. I, don't, I wonder why that is. Good acidity, maybe. Not. Maybe. And also with the whites, it was generally Riesling. That's why I'm wondering. Try it. There we go. We both had a swig out of the red bottle. Just checking it's... Yeah. This is all I quality that control. Really good with mulled wine, actually. I'm wondering whether my choice of putting that bottle of Gewürztraminer in is going to be a bad one because its acidity is quite low. But the Hummel's quite fresh. We're using Hummel Gewürztraminer. Yeah. Yes. It's just not as sharp, maybe, as the... Riesling. Yeah. But, but you've got I, a ton of citrus in that I did recipe. put a lot of citrus in this. Right, now I'm turning up to get that on a boil. So right up to the, the highest point, And we're going to boil it for about four minutes. Mm, so I was already... reading up about Glühwein. See, as was I last night. Yeah, and, and um, because obviously in England we know mulled wine. And in Germany it's called Glühwein. And um, it was saying that apparently the name for... For glue vine, uh, originated from the words glow wine, referring to the hot um, iron rods that were used to heat up the wine historically. That's where the name came from. And that's the thing, like, it seems, to heat up the wine. it seems like mulled wine or some sort of spiced wine. We were chatting about it briefly before we got started that, you know, the Greeks and the Romans were both doing, the, the Greeks, of course, still add 
things to certain wine. Yeah, historically in Greco-Roman times, there were a lot of things added to wine, not necessarily in heated up, but um, it was very common to see things like mastic, okay. you know, different yeah. tree resins, honey, spices, citrus, flowers to sort of infuse in, into the wine to make it taste better. Make because if you imagine palatable. back then... Yeah. Maybe the wine might be sitting out for a while. They don't didn't have the hygienic conditions that we right. have today. And so I definitely think it was probably just they wanted something to taste decent. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Or if they wanted to store it for longer, maybe that's what they're also doing. And maybe it was also what was around seasonally was added yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I think also what I was reading about was that the, the Romans, of course, because they were obsessed with health, that they thought that adding all of these spices and whatnot would help and drinking oh, it warm was like a health thing yes that drinking hot wine i mean if they, i don't know would they have been completely wrong in terms of like staving off i mean we drink hot toddies when we're not well yeah so maybe some of these things maybe yeah i mean it definitely makes sense i guess it would give you an energy boost though because one you get the alcohol and then the and sugar, sugar in there. yeah yeah and then all of these flavors to sort of right you know with the citrus who knows? There's some sound going on. The glue on. vine is now bubbling away for the next few <laughs> minutes, which is great. Um, but yeah, and then I saw that um, the history of glue vine and this tradition of drinking it seasonally sort of dates back at least to sort of, four, the, well, all of the doc- documents I found were like 14, 20, in Germany anyway. Right. I and think that was a, a, a like German right. nobleman who was drinking a gold-plated mug or tankard with this hot spiced sweet wine as well i think they were saying also that because of the romans the romans brought it across all of europe yeah with some countries taking a much stronger liking to it it would make sense that the germans would drink it because the franks and the romans were involved at some point Mm. and uh, apparently this the northerners like swedes and scandinavians love the stuff and they call it what I never liked mulled wine in the UK, but I also think because it's not as cold as it is here, snow already, it goes down to minus 10, minus 12 sometimes, and it's really, really cold, so just have one, something in your hands that's warm, and then something that warms you up inside. Yeah, it's like it's you not drink it super strong, so you get this... And you drink quite a lot of it. Yeah. In the Netherlands, apparently they have something li- that literally translates as bishop's wine, oh, so it's and like- is drunk during the Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas, which is the December 5th. And that's a bit of a weird situation, well, Sinterklaas, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of countries like the Netherlands didn't really celebrate but isn't it, Christmas. But isn't it Christmas with lots of black helpers? Okay, so that's slightly... <laughs> so, actually, <laughs> up until recently, like recently, and I mean like decades recently, but I think like even a lot of the Dutch people that I know, they still celebrate Sinterklaas, and it was way more of a holiday than Christmas was until everything got sort of westernized, this like North American English idea of Christmas. So a lot of my friends still do Sinterklaas. You get a chocolate thing in the shape of your the first letter of your name, and you get yeah. a bunch of stuff stuffed in your shoes. And yes, the Schwarzerpitz, which is I can't believe is still being debated after years. Like just get rid of them and move on. But uh, unfortunately. Timed and these change are, takes time. These are little elves that are always sort of yeah they were black, either black. Moorish or some people say they're chimney sweets, but it's like oh come on. Yeah, mine was tasting better earlier. <laughs> Still better than a train wreck. So that's interesting because I've just completely ignored the recipe properly, <laughs> not read the instructions, <laughs> and it's actually still turned out all right. I'm like mine is I mean because I'm doing more like the low heat method. 
there is some bitterness going on. It's a simmer for a couple of hours, but I wonder, like, with the amount of orange peel in there, it feels like feels like that's a lot of citrus. So maybe, oh, it said two cups of sugar. That's where I went wrong. Okay, so you're adding more honey to yours now. Yeah, some honey and a bit more elderflower. Okay, so we've got we've got them. No, mine's ready to serve. Says the recipe. Just messed up. You just fast tracked it. Yeah, I've just fast tracked. This is the Gluvine Express that we're about to board. <laughs> mine's the slow train. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing as well, Gwen, which we haven't talked about, which we need to make a decision about, is if we're going to have the Glühwein au naturel or if we're going to have it mid schuss. Oh, I think we should put... But I think we should put something in it. Yeah, so in Germany, the tradition of um, you can have Glühwein just as Glühwein, but you can also um, ask for it mid schuss, which means add a dash, means adding booze, basically. Right. So if you... If drinking hot wine is not enough for you, you can just add some <laughs> strong spirit to it to just take the experience uh, to the next yeah. level. Exactly. Um, so I think we should try without first and then maybe add with, or are you going to go straight into adding your your spirit? I'm going to try it without first. Now, we have just been joined by Gwen's boyfriend, Lucas, who is a very great chef, who is Austrian. Who... So his family owns a bakery, and you had to work at these Christmas, Christmas markets. markets. That's why I hate Christmas markets so much nowadays. <laughs> Overloaded. So right now like, we're... Well, the only yeah. one not having fun. I can't feel my hands, man. But did you drink blue wine as a, when you were like a teenager having to work these things? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you like it? Yeah. The thing is, uh, one booze hits me quite quick. So. Yeah. I think it does. If anyone's a scientist that would like to explain to us why warm booze... Gets yeah. to your head a little quicker than regular booze. That was. I, I think, is it just must? It, you know, like water. They say if you want to rehydrate yourself to to drink room temperature water okay. because it's warmer. I think it penetrates into the blood system a lot quicker because of the temperature of it. Yeah, because be I guess something if it's closer to your body temperature, then it would be easier to absorb. No, that's just an assumption based totally. on no no facts that I actually. <laughs> We're just going to experiment. See so what we've all got a little taste of the. The red. Yes, the Glühwein Express. This is the name of it. It's going to be the. So Emily made this one very quickly, following loosely following Jamie Oliver's recipe, um, and then went off road a little. Yeah, bit. went really off road just from um, <laughs> not really thinking things through. It's not that sweet, which is actually for me quite nice. What do you think, Lucas? Oh, it's not bad. Quite like that. I also like it that it's not. It's not too spicy so and not too sweet. I wonder if this is because I didn't do that reducing down of maybe. the the because sugar maybe and the spices right. would extract more flavour from the spices. So you would drink you would drink some of this. Totally cool. This is quite dry on the finish, isn't it? It is, and it's nice Getting actually. that star anise is coming through mm -hmm. a bit. Oh, I love anise. I yeah. think also you still taste the red wine quite nicely. Mm. Yeah. So Emily's you reckon you could, uh, Do you reckon you could detect what type of red wine it was? That would be really funny, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> I know how to blind taste mulled wine. I can tell you exactly where it's coming from. He's like trying to... That's not a blind taste. <laughs> Man, You're I using even, your eyeballs. <laughs> I don't even... Lucas was just spying on the bottom. That would actually... Do a blind tasting... Without malt yeah, wine. Yeah. Knowing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think not bad considering the recipe was messed up. Actually, I actually think it's pretty good. I think it's yeah. a winner. So, okay. and I mean, then are we better get some fine tuning yeah. from Emily, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to have it a song. It is true, I am going to write a book on mulled wine now. <laughs> 
That's how much of a professional I think I am. Oh my god, imagine. It's going to be called the Glue Vine Express. The sommelier's guide to the Glue yeah. Vine Express. Like, instead of, and it'll be like for children, well, not for children. <laughs> Speaking of the film, The Polar Express. It's like, oh my god, and it's for children. Yeah, it's like, really... Love it. And then have like, uh, well, who's that? The bad Santa on the front of something. <laughs> All types of wrong. I love it. Let's try the wire. Is Let's it try ready? the wire. One second. Yeah. So go ahead, re-talk us through the um, ingredients in this one. So we've got a mixture of Riesling, Gewurztraminer, your little, there's cloves. Star anise, vanilla, I mean, cardamom. all the same stuff as yours. Except I put cardamom honey. and just a couple scrapes of tonka, and there's some honey, honey. and some of Lucas's mum's elderflower syrup for sweetener. So this one's not really that sweet. It's more, I think it's going to do well. I think it's nice. You definitely get more of the spice on mm. the nose on this one. Oh, I really like that. It's like a hot toddy. It's, it's like a neo-citron. <laughs> it's a lot fruitier. Yeah. Which is quite nice. We maybe should have tried them the other way around. It's fruitier and spicier. I think this is the um, right level of sweetness. You wouldn't want it any sweeter. No. But I think but it, I quite like that. I really like it. Uh, but the only thing for me is you bitter. shouldn't have put the whole orange slices in, including the skin, and boil it. Because it's that bitter, right? It bitter. There's the bitterness. Yeah. But you, you know, I thought the recipe on that. Thing. Yeah, that's why I always get angry that you use some random recipes when you can risk it. Right, let's See, not have a fight on the... <laughs> It's really next, like Christmas now. There will be three glue vines appearing on this episode. <laughs> yeah, so for me, yeah, I'm, I agree with Lucas, the little bitter finish. But that's what happened when I followed the recipe. It said to slice I mean, slice you know, the orange. for me, it tastes even like a little grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. With the hint of bitterness, because mm. it's not so overpowering. But yeah. I mean, I don't hate the bitterness. I'm wondering what it's going to taste like with a little booze in it. Yeah, should we add our own little shush? Yeah, let's have a look. So we put some stuff out. We've got this unidentified bottle, which maybe Emily can identify for us. Oh gosh, okay. Uh, it's maybe a Calvados. The other one is. It definitely smells appley, appley, caramelly. Yeah. So we've got two, two different Calvados. Well, we could all add our own shush. Yeah, exactly. Try Everybody different. What we've got, we've got a couple of Calvadoses out that are unlabeled gifts from bartender friends over the last couple of years. Then we've got the Ron Sacapa, which I think actually might be quite delicious in this too. We've got some other, I don't know where this came from. Vieux Rhum Agricole Martinique, the Lamoni. So we've got a rum. I've got a little tiny bottle of Canadian Sortilege, which is a liqueur made from whiskey and maple syrup, which I think I'm going to try in mine. And then, I don't know, for shits and giggles, I put out the Creme de Cassis de Bourgogne. Okay. For mm. maybe the red. Okay. Oh, red, yeah. To try have, you with got the any, red. have you got gin? Do you want to try gin? Oh, Do you want to try a bit of gin? gin? Yeah. Gin and tonic mulled wine. Because of that little bitterness, maybe it does. This is with coriander seeds. Okay, so, so, so it's the VL92. What's it called? VL92 gin. I think it's gin. the VL92 gin. So they're a small batch oh, yeah. gin from... Uh, 15th December 2014. So. Oh, Christmas gin. All right. So I'm going to try... The Sortilège, which is the Canadian whiskey and maple syrup liqueur. That sounds great. So I'm pouring in some Beluga Russian vodka. It's a good one. It's a good, I've never tried this. I'm quite, I love that's that your first try is going to be enough in some hot wine. That's enough, right? Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, not get on. wild. Come on. All right, then. Do it for the vine. Yeah, there we go. So I've got about 50-50. Oh, my go. God. <laughs> I've just put a smidge in mine. It is quite sweet. Just go 50-50. All right, let's have a sip and okay. swirl it around. And then we switch it around. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to put a bit more in mine. Now you get the alcohol. I mean, interesting to try how these differ. I mean, vodka, quite nice, because it doesn't... So let's pass these around. Let's go this way. So. Well, what do you think of the... 
The tune for me is so fuck me. Yeah, I think because oh. they're not adding anything. The maple one's a winner for me. The thing with the vodka one is like, yeah, it's good, but like... It's more neutral. Yeah. yeah. It's you like, just taste booze. Like, if you've already made one that you're really happy with, you just want it to be stronger, then I would add the vodka. I quite like the gin. I like that it gives it this aromatic lift. Because it is also a bit citrusy gin, yeah. generally. Spicier. I like them all for different reasons. Yeah. I like the vodka too, but I think for me, it's, more it's just... I think maple number one, number two, gin number three. All sporting very different mugs. Gwen says Britney survived. 2007, you can handle today. Lucas's says... Smile, you can't kill them all. <laughs> In German. <laughs> and mine says Black Sabbath. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Sorry. He's having that like, that's my mug. <laughs> All right, so once we've done these, we should try the red. You're also still cooking the red. No, it's just on a low heat. I have to say, I think the Canadian the maple maple mm. one as a complete drink. And the more I drink it, it reminds me of Seville orange like marmalade. Yeah, totally. It's totally going to marmalade. Yeah, totally. I like the softy legend. So number one for you as well. Yes, yeah, definitely. I think, I think so. that's a consent. The vodka almost feels like the desperate one. It's like, that's like just chuck booze yeah. to get wasted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that's how you feel on Christmas, so that's that's okay. Yeah, let's just get this over and done with yeah. by being as drunk as possible. <laughs> yeah, it depends how you're feeling. I've just poured some of the red uh, glue vine for everybody. So I don't know, it's funny actually after the white one, because the white one is really high in acidity. Yeah, then you feel that it's a bit sweeter. To be honest, I like the red the most. Yeah, and that's it's fine. also more classic. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. But what are we going to put inside this thing to... I think I would put... Because originally I was thinking about putting the creme de cassis, but I think that might be too much. I would do something... I might go with one of the rums. Yes. Which one are you going to take? I'm going to go with the the random one that we found mm. on the bar. What are you going to put in yours, Lucas? Mm, I get a whiskey. You're going to get a whiskey? And I might... Just to make it a little bit interesting, I'll try the Calvados then. I think that's going to be a good... I, rum would have been my... Your go-to. I think so. That would have been my initial choice, but I actually think whiskey or Calvados could be a good option. Just, I actually just put a little bit in this time and taste it first before. <laughs> Whereas I've gone Emily style and just, just like, like filled it gone for it. Yeah. And Lucas is putting in the pure malt, which is a, a Nika, a Japanese whiskey. Okay. Oh, I'm loving the Calvados. You're having the rum. There's definitely, I mean, it smells more like rum than glue vine, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. I think for me the Calvados is the winner. Mm -hmm. Rum is, I mean, rum in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a heavy-handed pour, but I reckon for me it's between the whiskey and the Calvados. I like the peatiness of the whiskey, but I think I this think is maybe more subtle. the glue and uh, itself is more intact than yeah, it's Calvados. Really like, it's more subtle. It's, it's a different drink. Well, that was a really fun afternoon activity. Yeah. Feeling a little bit more Christmassy that we've got to do something Christmassy together. Yeah. If you have favourite recipes that you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Instagram at juice.podcast or on Twitter at juice underscore podcast. Or you can also email us through our website, which is juice.show, and there you can find some little extras and also some tote bags that we have for sale. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Exactly. So um, have a brilliant Christmas, and we will see you next week for our New Year's Eve edition, a few days before New Year's Eve. Cheers, Emily. Cheers. <laughs> it's not the same as a white glass, is it? <laughs> that was the mugs. <laughs>